Hey, it's Alan, and I just wanted to let you know that you can now listen to the ongoing history of new music early and ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Gord Downey. You know, as I'm fond of saying, it's not really the successes that make you, it's the failures and the fun you have with your failures. There's a few lines over the years that you, I always try and get in because I, I think in some vain way they're, they're neat or they, you know, they need, or I, maybe it's not vanity, it's just they, they hang in there. I don't know why. And they insist or insinuate themselves into something and they seem to fit and work. It'd be hard for me now at this age and stage to leave a song without a glimmer of hopefulness it'd be tough for me to do that i'd probably i i because i would say who wants that i mean who but you can but you can take someone take yourself to the edge of uh, a bleak sentiment and uh but i always like to try and have some kind of uh sense of hopefulness even in even in collapse that someone in, or both are going to be able to get up and walk away. This is part one of a remembrance of Gord Downey and the Tragically Hip. This is the Ongoing History of New Music, the podcast edition with Alan Cross. Well, I mean, on stage, I'm, uh, I'm just thrilled to be there and nervous and a little fright, you know, a little nervous and um but i am definitely i feel like i did when i first rehearsed in a basement with these guys in the hip or the first band i was in when i was 15 you know walking out of that rehearsal it's like i'm in a band and i just worked on a secret you know and wait till you hear it but on stage uh, i'm very aware of where i came from and where i want to go and that i'm part of this grand tradition of people I admire who held the mic, Howlin' Wolf or Otis Redding or... Yeah, I'm always very nervous going on stage. And I think, because it's an odd performance, I get to do whatever I want. I get to do whatever occurs to me at this second. It's very improvisational. Um, but uh, it's sort of... And I'm, I like to say that if something goes wrong, it's almost better. If you know something collapses, it gives me something to do. Mike stand breaks, turn it into a baton, twirl the baton as best you can remember, uh, hand the baton to someone, turn, spin, drop, jump, go over there, what's that, you know, and your brain is sort of telling you what to do, and I think that's an amazing job. Having said that, and I'm about to go do it, I'm convinced nothing's going to happen. What if nothing happens? What if I have nothing 
Right now, you, you feel, you know, when you're nervous and you're about to step into something, you feel pretty vacant, like alarmingly so. Yeah, that's awful close, but that's not why. I'm so hard to buy. Back to Day for Nights in 1995 with So Hard Done By. Hello again, I'm Alan Cross, and here is how we're going to do this. We all know how important Gord Downey and the Tragically Hip have been to Canadian music, Canadian culture, and, well, Canada, period. We'll take that as read. And when Gord died on October 18th, 2017, it seemed like the whole country went into mourning. The best tweet I saw was, Canada closed, death in the family. Those six words summed up things better than anything else I saw. What I would like to do is remember and celebrate Gord and the hip, filling in some blanks along the way. They've never been interested in any kind of chronological autobiography, and no book about them has ever received official authorization from the band. So although the hip was around for more than three decades and have some of the best fans ever, there are still plenty of stories to be told. And along the way, we'll remember Gord for who he was and what he did that touched so many people across the country. And we're going to start at the very, very beginning. Gordon Edgar Downey was born on February 6th, 1964 in Amherstville, Ontario. That's on the other side of Collins Bay from Kingston proper. His dad, also called Edgar, was a traveling salesman for a while before he got into real estate. His mom, Lorna, looked after him, his brothers Mike and Patrick, and his sisters Charlene and Paula. Gord was the second youngest of the bunch. His godfather was Harry Sinden, a friend of the family. Harry would later go on to be the coach of Team Canada in the 72 Canada-Russia series and then work as coach and GM of the Boston Bruins. And this is why, as a kid, Gord was such a Bruins fan. He wore number four, just like Bobby Orr. But then he switched to playing goal, something that he really, really liked. As a bantam, he played for Ernestown, which is just a little further to the west, and backstopped the team to a provincial B championship. Hockey would always be a part of his life. In high school, he tried basketball at Kingston Collegiate and Vocational School, but by that time, being in a band was way more important. Gord was known to skip games and practices because he was in a band and the group had a gig. His early groups included a cover band called The Slinks, and eventually he ran into another local band, a punk outfit called Rick and the Rodents. Rob Baker and Gord Sinclair, guys who grew up across the street from each other, were in that group. Gord, Downey that is, was a couple of grades behind in school from Robin, Gord Sinclair, but they wanted him in their band at some point. That, however, would have to wait. When Gord finished high school, he joined up with a band called The Filters, which featured classmate Finney McConnell, a guy who would later show up in the Mahones. Eventually, Gord got tired of playing the punky covers and left to enroll in film studies at Queens, and that's where he ran into Rob Baker and Gord Sinclair again. The timing was right, so they agreed to form a new band with a high school kid named Johnny Fay on drums and a saxophone player from British Columbia named Davis Manning. This was 1984. Davis was about 15 years older than everyone else, but he brought some experience to the group. And it was then that they settled on a name, the Tragically Hip, which was a throwaway phrase in a VHS tape full of skits released by Mike Nesmith, formerly of the Monkees. Not a great name, they thought, but, you know, they had a gig coming up and they needed to call themselves something. Lots more gigs followed, set lists that were mostly covers. But then in 1986, Manning left, and his replacement was Paul Langlois. So instead of a saxophone player, the hip had a new rhythm guitarist, who was pretty good at playing some stone songs. It is so 
an early live hip covering the Rolling Stones. A lot of time was spent on the road in those days. Here's Gord again. The one thing about bands is they're all, the people will tell you they're all the same. And it might be true, but they're always all funny. Generally, it's really funny stuff. And that humor, I think, comes from these bare bottom of the barrel moments that would crush people if they, even if they knew <laughs> that they happened to you. So that you help each other through these things and you forget them because the brain tells you to forget them. You would have to artificially resuscitate memories like these. Covers like that, which is a Van Morrison song recorded in 1964, the man called Them, informed a lot of the hip's original material. They started to go from songs like that right into their own stuff. And it worked. Bluesy, blue-collar, guitar-driven rock that was a million miles from the hair metal or synth-heavy stuff of the day. It stood out. Here's a recording of the hip at the Elma Combo in Toronto, February 7th, 1987. The hip started drawing crowds at places like the Terrapin Tavern in Kingston and then the Lakeview Manor. That wasn't a great spot. Strippers during the day, touring bands at night. But after packing them in at home in Kingston, it was time to see what the rest of Ontario was like. And that gave the hip enough confidence and material to record some demos. They sent those tapes everywhere. Radio stations, Battle of the Bands contests, venues that they hoped might book them. And it wasn't until a weird family connection helped things click. We'll go there next. You're listening to the Ongoing History of New Music, the podcast edition with Alan Cross. This is part one of an attempt to remember and celebrate Gord Downey and the Tragically Hip in the best way we can. The Hip got a big break when a friend gave a copy of their demos to Hugh Siegel, a friend and former senator in Ottawa. He delivered it to conservative pollster Alan Gregg, who was very much into music. In fact, he was partners in a management company with a guy named Jake Gold. They liked what they heard, so they went to see what the band was like live. They were impressed, so they signed on to manage the band. A debut EP was recorded in Toronto, and this became their calling card to drum up interest with some record labels. This was the first track. Can't live to die too easy Why stick around I want my life to please me Not another small town Mountain The Tragically Hip was signed to MCA Records after they showcased their stuff at the Horseshoe Tavern in Toronto. And the first thing that the label did was reissue that debut EP. And the hip story really begins here. Let's pull out another live recording. Here they are at Call the Office in London. The date is March 3rd, 1988, which means this performance happened about 18 months before this song appeared on their debut album. Kip's first album was Up To Here. It arrived on September 5th, 1989, and after a bit of a slow start, it began a burn that continues today. More than a million Canadians have purchased that album on CD, vinyl, and digitally. This album was our introduction to a song that was used repeatedly to test jams and lyrical stream-of-consciousness rants from Gord. 
Sometimes he'd tell a story in the middle of the song, like the famous Killer Whale Tank tale. Sometimes Gord would just go off and start singing another song. Sometimes the seeds of a new song would emerge during that extended jam in the middle. This was often referred to as workshopping new material. That's how Nautical Disaster and many other songs were born. Now check out this version from the Pink Pop Festival in the Netherlands. Note what somehow manages to show up. A proto ahead by a century. Just someone just to stoke the fire Picking out the highlights of the... The hip live in the Netherlands with what's known as the West Wind Cookie Factory version of New Orleans is Sinkin'. That's from the summer of 1995. More about Gord and the hip as we continue our remembrance in just seconds. Now, back to the ongoing history of new music, the podcast edition with Alan Cross. This is part one of a remembrance of both Gord Downey and the Tragically Hip. The 1990s were the band's golden age. Up to here led to Road Apples in 1991. It also sold a million copies in Canada. And it's on this album that Gord and the Hip really started to dig deep into Canadiana, this idea of name-checking places, people, and locations across the country. Now, Up to Here did include 38 Years Old. That was a fictionalized version of an escape from Millhaven Penitentiary near Kingston. Gord sings about 12 men breaking loose in 73 when it was actually... 14 men in 1972, but anyway. Road Apples saw Gord getting much deeper into things Canadian for inspiration. The original title of the album was Saskadelphia. You can see where that came from. But Road Apples is even better. That's a rural Canadian term for horse manure. And look at the song titles. Fiddler's Green could have come from a spot near Hamilton and is based on a nephew who died as the result of a heart condition. Born in the Water manages to find a rhyme with Sault Ste. Marie. And then there's Three Pistols. The name comes from the town of Trois Pistols, Quebec, which is on the southern shores of the St. Lawrence River. The song itself is about Tom Thompson, an artist who would influence the group of seven, and who died at age 39 while canoeing through Algonquin Park. I mean, how Canadian a story is that? After Road Apples came what is probably the best Tragically Hip album, Fully Completely, in 1992. The whole thing is practically one big, long Canadian history and geography lesson. The story of Bill Barilko, reference to Canadian political writer Hugh McLennan and his works in Two Solitudes of Quebec and the rest of Canada, locating the 100th Meridian. We Kings, the story of the wrongfully imprisoned David Milgar. Pigeon Camera was about a World War II surveillance method. In looking for a place to happen, Gord finds a way to rhyme Jacques Cartier. And locked in the trunk of a car goes back to 1970, the kidnapping and murder of Quebec Deputy Premier Pierre Laporte during the FLQ crisis. Here's a recording of that song from the Lansdowne Hotel in Sydney, Australia. The date, March 18th, 1993. Back with a look ahead to part two of our tribute to Gord in just a second. 
more of the ongoing history of new music, the podcast edition with Alan Cross. On part two of our remembrance of Gord Downey and the Tragically Hip, we'll follow the band through the 1990s. And then, when we get to the 2000s, we'll veer into Gord's solo world, his activism, his poetry, and ultimately, the story of his last months. I hope you can be here for that. Until such time, you can visit me through my website, which is a ajournalofmusicalthings.com. It's updated all the time, every day, and there's always something new to read or do. And to remind you of what's happening in the world of music, get the daily newsletter. It's totally free, never any spam, and it reaches your inbox by 10 a.m. Eastern every single day. You can also find me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Google+. And then there's the Ongoing History Podcast. The archive is growing every week. Get signed up through iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts, and you will never miss an episode. Technical Productions by Rob Johnston. I'm Alan Cross. You've been listening to the Ongoing History of New Music, the podcast edition with Alan Cross. Subscribe to the podcast at iTunes and through Google Play.